0: from the offices of courtney dehoff aka her apartment in dallas the cowgirl turned television host brings you the cowgirl problems podcast this podcast is where country and city living collide cowgirl problems is dedicated to anyone who is trying to figure out what the heck they're doing with their life It's for the cowgirls, cowboys, entertainers, and everyday hustlers sorting through all of life's problems. Buckle up, here goes nothing. Well, welcome back to another great episode of the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. So I have been following uh, my next guest on Instagram for a while, just sort of admiring her stuff um, kind of from afar. I just really fell in love with it. And then Tyra actually reached out and sent me the most beautiful piece from her Salty Western collection. But I am so thrilled to have Tyra Barron here with me all the way from Hawaii. Hello. Hi, aloha. Aloha. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love it. Okay, Tyra, I want to start with your story because I read a little bit about you um, on, on your website and I my immediate thought was I have to get her on my podcast I don't know if you've ever listened to my podcast, but I always tell people, this is how I force people to like sort of become my friend is I invite them on the podcast. And the minute I started reading your story, I was like, she might be the coolest person ever. Because when you grew up in Kansas, like I did, when I read that you surfed before you could walk and that you are also um, a part of the Western community, the, the ranching culture, I was I was hooked. I was like, that's it. We're friends. So Tyra, talk to me a little bit about your upbringing. You were born and raised uh, in Hawaii.
1: Yes, I was um, born and raised on Oahu. Um, and it was like kind of the surfing capital. Um, it's a little town called North Shore or Haleiwa. So it's like, uh, yeah. So every winter, it's like a huge attraction for people to come all over the w- world and watch like the big surf. And so, um, yeah, I, I was actually born and raised in a family that surfed professionally. Yeah. And then um, I had an aunt and she was um, into horses. And in high school, I kind of got into that's where my love came for the country life. And I kind of just, you know, um, I did a few rodeos, but just mostly just the love of it. And then I actually eventually moved to Big Island. Um, it's another island off of um, the main island. But anyways, uh, that's where I actually lived on a, a 35,000 acre cattle ranch and I ranched and then, um, yeah, it just, and I lived that whole Western lifestyle. They had over 5,000 head of cattle and we would, um, we would sell the wean offs, we would ship them to the mainland and they finish them with grain up there. So that's how like the, the ranch made its money.
0: Very cool. I mean, what a what an interesting uh, sort of upbringing. I want to talk to you a little bit more sort of about the like Western and ranching community in Hawaii, because I would assume that a lot of my listeners, myself included, don't know a whole lot about the farming and ranching sort of industry on, you know, the Big Island, on any of the islands really sort of what does that look like
1: yeah so it's very interesting because a lot of people laugh and they're like oh hawaii like cattle in hawaii and cowboys and it's funny because parker ranch on the big island um was probably one of the largest working cattle ranches in the u.s at one point um but uh well yeah and so it's just it's just so interesting our whole history and well, native Hawaii, one of our kings actually wanted to bring cattle here and then they brought them here but the Hawaiians didn't really know how to, you know, do like rope and like uh, saddle a horse and so they actually brought the vaqueros from from Mexico, they came over and they pretty much showed the Hawaiians how to rope, you know, and how to uh, ranch pretty much and handle the cattle and that's kind of where the ranching history evolved um, but in Oahu, you don't, I don't, there's not that much cattle, There, there's a few, there's a little, there's like a, a processing, one processing plant here, but on the Big Island and the other, ran, the other islands, it's a little bit more rural, and it's not as developed as Honolulu, like is our big city. So over there, you have land and you have um, big, big parcels of um, ranching communities, and um, it's very, like, especially Big Island, you um, I think that's where they call it the home of the Hawaiian cowboys, Ikua Purdy. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was a Hawaiian um, that actually went to the mainland, and he won I think a huge I think the sh- uh, in Wyoming. I can't I can't remember, but anyways, he pretty much put Hawaii on the map. And so, Bay Islands, I lived there um, on the 35,000 acre cattle ranch, and that, that was like about an hour from Waimea, which is another ranching town. But it's, it, I mean, it's, ranching is very different. We don't deal with snow like you guys, like in the mainland. So it's a grass fed. I mean, you can do grass fed beef all year round. Um, you know, it, the grass is green. I mean, we'll have like drought seasons or you know, the, like the summer gets really dry. But other than that, we don't really have a lot of things that we have to, you know, uh, ranch around I guess honestly it's like a be- it's like a perfect haven like the ranch you know it's like warm all year round and we're surrounded by the beautiful pacific ocean yeah so but i think the only thing for ranching here is the the cost of like bringing things in so we for the amount of grain for us to bring in from the mainland to finish our cat or the calves here to get like a nice grade or a nice marbling it's actually more expensive to fly green in than it is um, Cheaper for us just to sell our wean offs to Leland. We don't finish them here. We do sell grass-fed.
0: So super interesting you know, Tara, I have actually I Have been to a part of the Parker Ranch. I I remember um, Friends of mine had a home outside of Kona So I have I've been to the Big Island once and I just remember it was so beautiful, but I even you know, then I was probably only 20 years old, but I remember coming up on this huge ranch and they had like a gift shop and I bought my dad a Parker ranch hat. I still remember, you know, I think we just sometimes forget over here on the mainland that ranching is a big part of Hawaii. And I grew up rodeoing and I'll tell you what, even just this year, I worked on the television side, the national high school finals always, there are always kids from Hawaii who come over Mm -hmm and compete. So you have, you have rodeo as well, which you mentioned.
1: It's very um, prevalent here for sure. And the kids get really involved um, doing high school rodeo and uh, you'll see a lot of them will go and there's not, you know, like Hawaii, we're so restricted, you know, so a lot of them leave here and they'll go and um, rodeo up there. And, you know, they're just, I mean, if you want to go into rodeo or you know take it professionally you definitely have to leave the islands but um yeah i think it's really it's a really i'm glad that we do have high school rodeo you know it definitely ke- keeps our, the kids um into something you know positive and something to look forward to i mean there's rodeos here but mostly on the big island and maui i would say would probably like be the biggest like they'll have like fourth of um fourth of july uh
0: you know like bigger rodeos well, I want to talk, of course, about Salty Western. So I have to ask, first and foremost, how did this sort of start? H- had you been working with leather for a long time, or is this something that you sort of just developed over time? So I, when I lived
1: on the Bay Area, when I moved to the 35,000-acre cattle ranch, uh, the, some of the cowboys uh, did leather work. And one of, one of the cowboys, he was actually from – Oregon and he he kind of like showed me you know we just play around in, in at on the ranch and they would just you know fix their you know just kind of smaller you know just handy stuff
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so that's kind of where I picked it up um and then our saddles they kind of have it's like a braided rawhide that goes from the tree and then you braid you braid it and you kind of uh it holds the saddle kind of together, but it's a we call it the ave ave, but it's made out of rawhide. And I was just curious in how to do it, and uh, we, I was asking around, and we we met a few cowboys that have made it from home, you know. And so we got it salted in, and it was just an experience, you know. It was just a, you know, I just wanted to do this for fun, and so that's and then we just kind of built a saddle. Just from scratch. I mean, it wasn't the prettiest thing, but uh, but it was a. That's kind of like where it just took off, and then me and my my husband at the time, we got um, a huge cattle contract. Um, on Mauna Kea. It's very close, closer to Parker Ranch side of island. And it was just wild cattle, just over, like inbreeding and like over years. We have Department of Hawaiian Homes and it's very similar to like the Native Americans. The government gave back um, land to the Native Hawaiians. And so that was our job. Like they wanted to eradicate or they needed all the cattle to come off the mountain. But I mean, it was thousands and thousands and thousands of cattle. We did that for like, I think five years and we extracted wild cattle off the mountain and trapped them, roped them. And then we, you know, sold them to the slaughterhouses or like to just to locals that just wanted to buy an animal for their own household. The more and more, I guess I was just evolved around the whole, the cattle and horses. I just, that, I mean, it just, it was always, I just did it. You know, I just kind of picked it up and then I started there's this old man, Pete Grell. Uh, he's like a he's a saddle maker. He comes from Colorado's um, Steamboat Springs, and he was actually working out at Parker Ranch. I actually asked him, like, "Hey, I would love to learn. You know, like, can I like, can I just apprentice, or I'll work for free? You know, just the so sweetest old man. He's he's like uh, uh, 86, and he's still doing leather till 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 this day. But he was actually the like the one that actually showed me everything i needed to know about leather and he kind of he became a really good friend of mine and um, mentor. Yeah, i didn't start my business until about 4 years ago i started, but i mean i always was handling leather but i didn't really pursue it until a friend was like, "Hey, Tyra, like you need to sell this shit." <laughs> and i was like i was like really you think so she's like yeah she's like you should you know do something with it you 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 know like have a gift and an eye for you know design like you should do something so i that's when i just started my business and then it kind of just grew and just blossomed into you know into what salty Western is today.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And I love it because all of the pieces are handmade by you. So let me ask you this. So you have bags. I have a travel wallet. You had mentioned spur straps. How do you come up with the different items? Like you sort of just play around with it or what, uh, what, inspires you i guess
1: well a lot like the spur straps it's honestly it's just people are like hey can you make these spur straps for me hey can you make this like this this nose band like and how about these chaps or chinks and so those i mean that kind of just evolved in people like just asking me like to do custom orders and i just say hey i should just put it on my website you know and then people can just go and click and order whatever they need or want um as far as the bags um I do, like, I love fashion as well, you know, so I, um, I do get inspiration from just things like off of media that I see, and then, um, just things that too, that I would want to see on myself and like what's versatile and what can, you know, you can dress it up, but dress it down, um, what's trending, you know, like fanny packs. Um, and so those, I just kind of, um, yeah, I just, I, I just... Think of something and then I sketch it and then I play around with, I cut it out like out of leather and I just kind of play with it and toy with it and like what looks good you know. A lot of the inspiration too though I mean definitely comes from my background you know you can see it in the colors and the designs of you know, a, a, like kind of like a tropical Western-ish, you know, flair in each piece from Hawaii and,
0: you know, that ranching lifestyle. You know, one of the things um, that really like sealed the deal for me, you know, I saw your product and I loved it. And then you had actually slipped a little card into the wallet. And so I was reading it and it just, it screams, you know, sort of fancy lady cowgirl to me. You you talked about, you know, stepping out of the ocean with like dripping salt hair to wearing your dirty cowboy boots you know sipping whiskey after a long cattle drive and I thought oh that is it like she's a surfer and a cowgirl and you know a craftsman and I think that I think that that's just you know something that's so unique what is next you know for Salty Western like where do you want this to go what are your I guess goals um sort of for the brand
1: yeah I've it's funny because i've been uh, i've been asking myself so many questions the same you know and like i think we're living in such an interesting time in, in our world during this pandemic and i don't yeah i just like i'm trying to ask myself like where do i see myself and um where do i see myself with salty western like where where is it where is it gonna go from here you know and um i actually recently was live or I lived in Colorado last year in the winter and I was working for an outfitting company and you know like we would um we take like hunters out we pretty much would house them and I'm sure I mean it's all over the mainland it's an outfitting company but they were mostly um it was two cattle ranches and they mostly did mountain lion hunts but they also did like elk and deer um and i just loved it honestly i just fell in love it was it was northern colorado it was in craig and so it i mean i just like in love and I was just like oh my gosh it's like it's beautiful I didn't I coming from Hawaii I was like nobody no no other place could be as like beautiful as this you know but then I went up there and I was like man this is like a different kind of beautiful you know it's still beautiful but it's just a different kind of beautiful and I just like oh I was like oh it is like I'm just trying to follow my arrow you know like is it is it there where my heart is or like where is it you know and I feel like uh, I do, there's so many other avenues, so many other people that I would love to connect with um, on the mainland, you know, and expand um, Salty Western because I definitely feel like it does, it is a niche and it's very, it's different. You know, there's a lot of leather goods um out in the mainland but it's it's hard it does it is hard to like stand out and to kind of pursue it in more of like a little workshop but expand it as a brand i mean that is my goal but i just I, i'm trying to ask myself like where where do i see myself you know is it still here in hawaii or is it maybe moving to the mainland um and getting out of my comfort zone and maybe just starting to connect with, you know, more people through the state, I'm just trying to find my arrow, but I definitely want to like grow Salty Western more of as a brand. And maybe that's, you know, still doing leather and still doing leather, but maybe even introducing other things too. Clothing, or I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just like still trying to put the pieces together and like where I'm supposed to be, I
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you and me both. I'm listening to you going, oh yeah, this is me, this is me. I think, Tyra, one of the things that no matter if you're living in Hawaii or Colorado, to me, what makes you so special, you know, is going to be the story. Because even if you're in Colorado creating. Things, you know, you're still going to have those cowboy and Hawaiian influences. You know, you're never going to lose where you came from. And I think that's just one of the things that I just really love about your stuff. You know, it's beautifully done, it's beautiful leather. And, you know, I'm a sucker for things that say handmade. And then when they say handmade in Hawaii, and then I know it's by like a cowgirl, it's just. It's really, really neat. And I'm excited to see where Salty Western goes. I will be saying, oh yeah, I knew her when I had her on a podcast long before (laughs) she was famous. Now you can't even get her on the phone. But Tyra, uh, thank you so much for joining the Cowgirl Problems podcast. Yes, thank you.